Viewer discretion is advised. All activities performed in-game and are fictitious. Arcade magic is not to be used lightly and by amateurs. All magic performed in this show was performed by an expert. Feel free to try this at home. <laughs> Okay, so Pepe's like, well, that was weird. You guys uh, do the thing? Uh, I guess so. Save the little girl. There she goes. <laughs> Why were we saving this little girl again? To destroy the city, of course. To save the city from being destroyed. But isn't she gonna just go destroy it? You actually- Not necessarily. Um, you guys actually watch as this fireball that flew out of your ship flies towards the storm that was these three raging elemental giants and the Raven Queen trying to hold them off from destroying the city. And you see this fire elemental little girl joining the storm and there's like a fiery tornado as these five giants meet and then there's suddenly a comp as they all kind of just dissipate. And you see the four figures that were in the storm. One of them becomes the Craven Queen. Three of them slowly retract from the storm and turn and begin to like begin to turn back into like natural forces as like the wind starts to blow and like dissipates this giant figure and the, the rain kind of starts dissipating and you can no longer see it like uh, dripping off of and like splashing around this thing and the earth is no longer like cracking and turning into these footprints and this giant being they So they all, just wanted their friend back As they find their friend and they all go home Um Oh, how cute <laughs> and, <laughs> What good friends and You see this this divine and arcane maelstrom that is the Raven Queen begin spinning towards the ship and she flies towards you guys. And as this elemental giant Raven Queen meets the ship, she completely envelops it. You guys hear the Raven Queen's, the Raven Queen's voice in your minds. She says, thank, thank you for, for what you have done. done. Your, your efforts, efforts have saved the city, city and, and you, you will, will be recognized, recognized as such. And then this energy is gone. As it all dissipates, you can see the scarlet spire in the city stop glowing and uh, the city is no longer cast in this ominous red glow anymore. And you guys head home towards the Baron's estate. Leon comes up to you guys. He's like, you know, I, uh, I don't know if we, I don't know really what we did, if we helped, if we didn't help. You stopped us from flying to our deaths. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that I was able to, you know, I'm glad that Pepe was able to maneuver the ship and catch you guys. You see Pepe from like the the pilot's wheel at the back. You know, no problem, guys. I got 20 times. Why you want to take a little cruise up and down the boat? I got, you know, I got a little late prom. We're going to go have a little spit, go catfish, noodle us up a little couple things. You know what I'm saying? Maybe we noodle us up a little sea lions. I got sea fish. I got all kinds of sea stuff around here. I'll see you later. You um, got it, Pepe. <laughs> Leon's like, I think that we're going to go and try to drop you off and the rest of us are going to leave with the airship and go back to the um, our respective homes. There's there's probably going to be a lot of paperwork with all of this, and that's something that I definitely want to avoid. And I don't know about the rest of us, Ginny and Davenport and, and Love Seed and Futon all not in agreement. Futon. <laughs> 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 Fucking Futon. And Dermon's there, and he's like, well, 
I think I'm I'm gonna get all, I'm I'm gonna go with y'all if that's okay. I got I got a girl meeting in the city and I want I want to catch up with my family a little bit. So I'm gonna get out of the Bears State. That's cool, y'all. Pepe's there. He's like, well, Dermot, I'm sorry to see you go. You know, we both got similar voices and we get along so good. And you know, I like having extra hands if you ever need to work around here. You know, I'll help you anytime you want. I got a good hot three hots with cot, baby. <laughs> Leon's like, yeah, yeah, uh, no, no problem. We'll uh we'll just drop you guys off at the Barrens, and then we're probably gonna head back. But don't worry, I'll, I'll be back. I'll be back soon, cause I don't I don't wanna miss the champions belt. I'm on your team after all, so I'll uh, I'll see you guys pretty soon. All right, have a good one, dude. Right, and after and after they drop you off, Leon and the rest of the team leave. Derman's there. He's got um a bottle of whiskey. He's like, I won't get drunk. Yes. Oh yeah. And and you guys go into the you guys go. <laughs> Into the Barons will stay with Dermon and Jaren's there. Let's get wasted. Um, Jaren's like, you know, is, is everything okay? Uh, should we start evacuating? The the Baron's gone. I have I haven't heard from him since since yesterday. I what what do we do? What's going on? Uh, we haven't heard from the Baron in a little while either. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, you're here though, so the city city's safe and all, I suppose. Yeah, you want a shot of this whiskey? <laughs> Uh, uh, sh- sure. Whiskey reward. Uh, he uh, so he he takes a couple swigs with you. Getting drunk. Right, and he's like, you know, I got, I have something to, sh- I got, I got uh, you know, I have something to show you three. Maybe you know, maybe not with Dermot around. I don't know how you guys feel about it. Uh, the Baron was very specific about his instructions, but he didn't tell. But he he said he would be here. So, I um, I, I don't know what to do. But, and he he takes you in one of the Baron's back rooms, and. You guys are introduced to your new pile of 100,000 gold pieces. It's going to That's a lot of money. And a small receipt on top of it, and it's the bill of sale for the statues from the, uh, from the prows of the ship that you guys found at oh, the right. end of the first section of the game. Cool, thanks, Baron. And he's... Right. And his aren't so sticky. He sold those for you, and, he, and you guys have a fat pile of a hundred thousand gold pieces to split between the three of you. Jaren's like, you know, if you want to buy me dinner sometime. <laughs> oh, but of course. And you and you guys go get trash with with Dermot. He's a good time, you know. He's a he's he's much cheerier, you know. Now that he's in town, he's got work, and you know he's not he's not being accused of robbing carts and you know <laughs> being a scumbag. And you know he tell and he shows you some more dirty pictures of his girl. He's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna draw me a couple more of these. And he like gets out his crayons and his, <laughs> his fucking uh, like stick figures. Yeah, his stick figure, fucking with boobs and stuff. He's got the mind of a child. <laughs> you guys have a great night, just drinking and partying and celebrating your successes with Dermot. Dermot. Sounds good. He's a cool dude. I mean, man, Dermot's on his money. Goddamn money. Yeah. So if you guys wanted to start like perusing things that you wanted to buy and stuff. Now is the time because you guys have just under a week before the start of the Champions Belt tournament. How much were those super items at Fluffy's? They are 75,000 gold pieces apiece. So we each get like 33,333 gold pieces. That's correct. Yep. I can still get some pretty cool shit with that. Oh, you guys can get some excellent gear with those items. I still have a lot of gold. 10 silver to a gold piece? Yes. Alright, can I just convert all my silver into gold? Uh, you can convert all your gold into silver. 
Yes, I'm, yes, you can convert yourself to gold, Rob. <laughs> um, no, you have to go the other way because it's more confusing and awful. Because there's nothing yeah. that makes D and D better like more math. Yeah, right. Like having to do more more paperwork, <laughs> doing lots of paperwork, and then having people fuck up your campaign. Nothing's better than that, right, guys? Right. You're welcome. <laughs> So, you guys have a great night drinking with Dermot, and the next day, you get a letter from Richard Whitehorse that's instructing that you guys are going to be handsomely rewarded and recognized for your services to the city, in particular, Claudio the Righteous, for his great work around town, and his high authority point score is going to be rewarded with a knighting ceremony, which he is going to be required to attend the rehearsal of later today. Loser. Pillar's <laughs> light's gonna shine today. So you guys have a have a big old breakfast, and you you start plotting how you're gonna spend your money. Maybe you guys even go shopping. How many authority points do you have? Six. Six. Yeah, you kept the most. I made sure to check. I went through and and, and looked at all your character sheets to make sure you weren't cheating. Because I kept being impressive. Yeah. <laughs> he kept he kept doing things that were like, oh, I'm gonna fuck up your campaign, Gabe. <laughs> <laughs> That's real authority. <laughs> we know who runs this game. We know who's really in charge. Anyway. Anyway. Davenport's been the real villain the whole yeah, time. Yeah, it's Davenport. <laughs> Davenport, Davenport. It's the donkey Davenport, not the man yeah. Davenport. <laughs> the longest con, dude. Coming for you. So, anyway. This is pretty much the wrap-up of this part of this campaign. Eric, you can go to your the rehearsal, and then you can go shopping. If you, want, if you guys want to wait and do that all at the same time probably be easier for me. Sure. You guys have a nice day of relaxation and hanging out in the city. There's even some, uh, some people who recognize you as you guys are, you know, heroes, of the, heroes of the people. And, you know, you guys have been recognized by the queen. And not only that, but by in the champion's belt. Everything, you know, things seem to be going pretty well for you guys. And Eric, you put on your nice, nice fine clothes. Oh, nicest tabard. Right. You get in your, your, your only clean tabard. <laughs> The one that's not covered in blood stains. I don't know what else would be covered in. Slime stains. Slime. Yeah, you guys fought some slime goblins. Fur. Yeah, fur and ghoul, ghoul slime, and oh, that sounds gross. But you put on your you put on your nice finery, and you have uh, Aelin cast precious vegetation on you, and you're spotless, and you look fabulous. Eric. I guess oh, I could do that for oh, you. <laughs> and of course, when she's done, I gotta give myself the magic glowy powder. Right. You you throw some uh, glitter on yourself. You head to your night ceremony, which is at the Temple of Palor. Get the fuck out of here! Get out! Get out! It's, t- it's me and Eric time. We're friends. I <laughs> talked to him about how he's going to take over the rest of this campaign. Yeah. <laughs> so you head to your nighting ceremony, Eric. All right. And you get there probably a little bit early. I don't know. You seem like Palor's a pretty punctual. Yeah, you're punctual as well. <laughs> and on your way in, you see you see Dermon heading into one of the bars. He, you know, he's like, hey, buddy, you know, you give him a little high five. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm just meeting up with my girl. Get you some, know? boy. Yeah, and he's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go do some scummy, scummy stuff. I'm going to be a scummy, scummy, scummy guy. And you're just like, oh, don't do that. And he's like, okay, I won't. <laughs> he, he changes his morality from chaotic neutral to neutral neutral. So he starts being a better person, <laughs> thanks to your, your influence. And you, and you head up the temple steps, and there's a bunch of priests already all around on the steps. And they're wearing golden sun masks and and white cloaked robes, all in gold trim. And it's very, it's you know, very ornate. They, you know, they're like, oh yes, 
Oh, Claudio, oh, you finally arrived. And they, they lead you into the temple. You guys go in and it's, you know, and you, you've seen temples before and it's got the, the big columns that are, you know, running down the lengths of the thing and there's pews and there's like a big altar, but there's no windows in this place. Um, okay. Actually, no, it's a temple Stained of glass. It's a temple of Palor. I bet you the whole ceiling would be glass so that light can just shine down. All skylights. Right, or there'd probably be some kind of like magical thing going on where it's like a fake constant sky. Yellow stained glass. Right, yellow. <laughs> well, and then and then they probably they probably have like yellow stained glass that's con that's like ensorcelled to always be shining like the sun's coming through it. So this place is lit up like like it's the middle of the day, even though it's the evening time. Permanent daylight spell. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's a temple of Pilar. Why not? And I, I can do whatever I want. Whatever. Yeah. So there's this permanent daylight spell lighting up this thing from this glowing sun stained glass dome that caps this beautiful church. And you're led up onto the onto the top of the altar, and you you know they begin going through the ceremonial rites and they give you like a little thing that you read and it's like you know I swear to do my part for you know justice and be the good man and defend the city in all of its honor. And then they give you like the ceremonial cup to drink drink out of, and it's got like a little bit of red wine, red wine in it, or whatever. Ooh, ceremonial wine, my favorite. Right. <laughs> and um, you take a little sip, and they start having you go through the next part, which is like, you you get out your, or your, excuse me, your ceremonial sword in this case, because you use a mace, or, or morning, morning star. Nailed that. Nailed that. <laughs> and you get out your ceremonial sword, and you place it on the altar, and as soon as you place it on the altar, you start feeling a little weird. Make a fortitude save. Okay. 24. Okay, you feel fine, but you, your stomach starts like cramping a little bit, and, and it's like hard to put your sword down. And make a perception check here. I perceive nothing. Okay, you do not notice as these priests take off their hoods, surround you, and the priest that's on the other side of the altar from you takes off his mask to reveal the High Priest of Kalor, full face of undeath. And he stares at you with a smile as you fall unconscious. And as like the light fades from your eyes, the, the priests surround you with knives drawn and they like go to kill you and slit your throat. And the High Priest of Kalor's like, I've got a better idea. And you go unconscious. Hey guys, it's me, Gabe, your host, your DM, and your Dragonborn. Fusroda! This week was brought to you by 600 pounds of snow. Thank you, Mother Nature, for forcing me to stay inside and work on my podcast. In the RL, got some shoutouts. Real quick, I just wanted to thank Gateway Spectre, one of the best metal bands ever to exist, and to thank them for allowing us to use their music. I'd also like to thank Future James. Thank you, Future James. If our listeners would like to support us, please like, share, subscribe, and send the show to your friends. Let them know, tell other people, because word of mouth is the best way to get the show out, out and around. This is INC D&D Podcast. It's never cloudy in Dungeons and Dragons. I'm your host, Gabe. Thanks so much for listening. Like, my character is like a stone cold bitch, but like, she's getting to know you. She's real soft, you get to know her.
Well, we made it out of like a big thing. I don't know. So that night, you guys like get together a little bit. You guys maybe, get a little maybe like drunk. a little bit because we were pretty drunk and <laughs> maybe a little romance in your character romance. Yeah, like a little maybe 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 the just starting. The hint. Just yeah, the hint. nothing okay. crazy. We're not hoes here. <laughs> so the next day, Eric goes to this dining ceremony, and you guys kind of hang around the city, and you wait for him to come back, and he never comes back. He never shows back up. Goes to the ceremony, and he's supposed to come back in like two, three hours, and it's like five hours later. Nothing. Why don't we go to the ceremony? It's just a rehearsal. Oh, it's the rehearsal. It's not the actual thing. Right. All right. Um, and it's midnight, and there's no Claudio. You no guys, Claudio. You guys go to sleep. Wake up the next day. There's no Claudio. Jared comes in. I don't know where the Baron is. I don't know what to do. I'm just, do I order more food? Do I do, you know, where, where's your friend? Claudius. Clunk, clunk, uh, Clunkio. Uh, um, sorry. You haven't seen him either? I haven't seen him nor the Baron in, in uh, several days. I don't, don't He was supposed to come back happened. last night. Uh, I'm, sh I'm sure he's in town. I'm sure he's fine. I mean, he's going to be in the, the Champions Tournament with you guys, right? I've, I plan on bringing my family to watch. It's... 8 a.m. in the morning. Claudio has not returned. The doors open, and Claudio appears. Hi, guys. Mita Paylor right here. I'm so great, so dandy. And you guys are very easily able to recognize that this is not, like, actually Claudio. It sounds like me, and not like Eric, and it's, he's not <laughs> making the right movements. He's wearing stuff that's slightly off, like his buttons are all, like... Instead of buttoning to the left, he's buttoning to the right. His hair is combed to the to the left instead of the right, and his like beard is just like a little bit more you know craggly or something on one side, and it's never done that before. And he enters, he walks into this room, he walks into breakfast, and he's like, "Ha ha! By the light, aren't you guys so excited for our new adventure? I can't wait to take. I last night." I discovered a whole new thing, and I'm so excited to take you down into the sewers to find it. As, as he starts telling you about this, like, weird thing that he discovered during his own little adventure, you guys hear a frantic knocking on the door. And after a minute, Jared opens the door, and the frantic knocking stops, and you hear Derman's voice, and Derman's like, It's not him! It's not Claudio! It's a... It, it's some kind of monster! And he, like, runs into the room. You don't, you can hear Jaren, like, oof, and, like, fall onto the ground as, as Dermon pushes past him. And the door swings open, and it's Dermon, eyes all wild, hair, you know, a mess. Oh, fucked up. And he's like, you are a liar! <laughs> and he points at Claudio, whose eyes flash to him and turn red, and his mouth extends, and his head grows until it's twice the size that it should be, but it's all mouth. Just like the guy who you met in the Sinner's Sanctum. Roll for initiative. 16. Uh, 14. Okay. I got a 17. No, I don't need it because I don't... It's not, it's not you at all. And this guy's gonna cast... He's gonna cast a spell on himself, which, Suzanne, if you make an art, art knowledge arcana check, recognize as... Mage armor, 
and then he casts a second spell on himself as a second pair of arms grows out of his chest, and he casts Displacement on himself, which you also recognize. What's this Displacement do? Uh, gives him a 50-50 chance, missed chance on, to hits. On hits. Mm-hmm. Suck it. And it's your turns. Der- uh, what did German get? German got a natural 20 on his initiative. So I guess before Freaky Claudio's able to do that, he is going to grapple him. Fuck it. Tackles him. Yeah, he just goes up and tackles him. And, oh, that didn't work at all. Um, (laughs) Dermot gets geo-flipped in the fucking fire and takes four points. By the the extra arms that aren't doing anything anyways. Yeah, Totally ineffective. He takes some damage as his head slams into the the heart. Are we back up to full health? Yes. Okay. I'm assuming I'm, at this point, I feel. I'm like assuming that you guys spent like the day, uh, the night resting at full to get back into full, and then use whatever healing stuff you needed. Suzanne, you're up. So, do we want to attack this dude, or do we want to try to restrain him? Or we could theoretically just dip, leave Dermot to die with this thing. Ah, oh, Dermot's a nice dude, though. We don't mm. want to cross Dermot. Go back Dermot. to the temple. Dermot's a just nice dude. Just let this dude. thing destroy He's the bear's banner. Right. Just, me- just dip. <laughs> Who cares? Uh, Man's dick. Do you want to shoot him with a fireball? Just shoot him in the face. Just scorching rain right in the dome. <laughs> but it might be useful to get some information. But is this monster going to give us information? Okay, I'm going to shoot the fireball <laughs> at him. Fuck this bitch. Is he like oh, in good. a corner? What is he doing? Snaking my pinky? Um, I can only assume that he's like in the middle of the room. Okay. You guys on the far end of the room. There might be like a table in between, ta- table and chairs and stuff in this room. Mm-hmm. He takes twenty points of damage. Okay, he takes it. He looks a little burnt and un- unhappy. Roberto. All right, I'm gonna. Uh, I guess if I move past him, he'll probably get my tag of opportunity. Yes. He could always tumble. Can tumble. And avoid the attack of opportunity, yep. possibly. 15 or better. Yep. All right, well, I'm going to take tumble check to get on the other side of him. Okay. Tumble it. Also, is there anything I can stand behind? Like, away? Some cover oh, kind of 28. Yeah. yeah, you can kick over a table as you cast yeah. the fireball. I'm going to, like, hide behind something. Okay, you're I'm not you, trying to die. You dive over the table that Suzanne kicks over for cover, and <laughs> atta- and you want to swing on? Yeah, can I get a sneak attack? Um, no, for sure. those of you there. And you're not flanking. Oh, I was trying to see that. That was my goal. Yeah, there's no way that you can flank with nobody else there. Sorry. I mean, she's on the other side. Of a table. <laughs> That's fair. Okay. Aelin doesn't want to get into melee range. All right, I got a uh, 19 and 18 total. Okay, the 19's going to hit. The 18 misses. Okay. Uh, high or low good for you, Rob? Hi. Okay, it hits. Something okay. solid instead of a displacement. His weird shimmery body. Oh shit, I keep forgetting about the masterwork bones. Yeah, it's good. I actually got a 19 and a 20. To add everything up and write it down. Yeah, you could add it all up and write it down on the thing. Alright, I give him for 11. I'm actually going after one arm. Okay, specific. hack off an arm. Okay, so you do 11 damage to one of his little creepy baby arms. Yeah. Um, baby hands, Claudio. And it's his turn. He's going to cast... A spell. Uh, actually, he's going to take a five-foot step back to get out of range so he doesn't take an attack opportunity from you, Rob. Okay. And then that makes it so that he can only cast one spell this turn. He casts Lightning Bolt. He doesn't need to roll for that. He just does it. Reflex saves. Make reflex saves, you two. Ooh. You, don't you have improved? Uh, 25. Yes. Max. Okay, you're good. Max. You're going to take <laughs> half. Rob, what you get? 
Um, well, I got a 17 plus I have evasion. You got, yeah, so you, you take no damage, Rob. Okay. Because of your evasion. Suzanne, you're going to take 11 points of damage. From this lightning bolt. Bitch. You guys, Shit. you guys hear some noise in the hallway. Okay. And, and some footsteps running up and down stairs. And it's German's turn. He stabilizes. It's your turns. Aelin. I'm gonna fireball that bitch again. Fireball! Fireball! You're in a you're in a twenty by twenty room. I didn't ask the size of the room, I, I said fireball! I rolled way better this time. Um 18, 20, 26. Okay. He fails his save again miserably. Yowks, this guy's getting taken a beating. Okay? He is burned horribly. His little baby hand that Rob cut falls off. <laughs> and Burn, the bitch. Wound. Burn, bitch. Crunk. Alright, I'm going after his other arm. Okay. Baby hands, McGee. Trying to cut all the baby hands off. Alright, well, I got a one for one of them. And... 19 for the other one. Okay. Um, high or low good for you, Rob? High. Takes it. Mm, 12 damage. Okay. Um, he's going to actually... Stay exactly where he is, because if he loses one more hand, he's going to not be able to cast two spells around. So, Rob and Aelin, make will saves. Uh, ooh, 22. Also 22. Jesus Christ. You, <laughs> you both resist hold person as he casts it. Rob, make an attack of opportunity against him. Alright, uh, that's... That hits his 20, mid-20s. Okay, yeah, it's going to hit. Like I got a 19 plus his bonuses for a concentration check, so the spell goes through. But he fails anyways. Uh, do some damage to him, Rob. Right. Nine. Okay. Takes it. Um, you hear some footsteps coming down the stairs now, and it's your turns. Okay. Um, I guess I'll cast another fireball. Seems like the most... Jesus, creasers. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. She's what very focused. Chopping at the arms and fireballs. Ooh. Strategy. Five, nine... So, I'm just going to go ahead and say that you are shooting these fireballs far enough so that they're hitting this guy, but not hitting Clunk. Crunk. Right? Yes. So that he's just within the circle yeah. and Crunk's just... Yes. I mean, I'm not going to burn Crunk. Yes. Nod. Nod. Yes, yes, yes. I'm doing yes, that. Okay. Yes. Okay, yes. Because yes. um, otherwise I fucked up real bad. He takes 25 points of damage. Okay. He makes, he makes his reflex save this time. Crunk. He's still up. Alright. He's... He looks like his, he's getting tired or something. And he's got one of the baby arms still there? Yeah, baby arm. One baby arm is completely fried off. One of them is, like, limp. Alright, well, I'm going after the second baby arm again. Okay. I'm going after the baby arms. Actually, can I do one attack, see if I hit the baby arm, and then do the other attack? Yes. Oh, two. Nope, didn't hit the baby arm. Did not hit the baby arm. Oh, 24. Hit the baby arm. I'm gonna hit it. <laughs> and that's eight damage. Okay. At this point, the door flies open, and you see Jaren come out, and he's holding two wands, and he fires two sets of magic missiles, uh, with six magic missiles each. Jesus. Go, Jaren. Six each. I don't have enough dice for this. Five times six. Thirty. Thirty. Um, plus five. 30. And five. Forty-five. He does forty-five points of damage <laughs> to this thing's head, 
as out of a holster on a, on a belt with a big belt buckle that says BS. This dude pulls out a pair of wands and just blasts this thing apart. And he's like, oh, I hope the Baron's yeah, not mad I used his equipment. Because you guys at this point would probably know that the Baron is like one of the most powerful wizards in the kingdom kind of thing. We don't know that at all. Oh, I guess you guys wouldn't. Maybe from rumors and things. He was an adventurer and a spellcaster type. Wizard. And you guys wake up Dermon. You pull him out of the fire. He's a little bit burned. You throw, give him a potion. Or Jaren probably gives him a potion by the Baron's stash. And he wakes up and he's like, They, they took Claudio into the basement of, of, the, of the temple. I think they were planning on doing something really terrible with him. I think they were, the priests were undead. I recognize the high priest. As he was like hanging out at the bar, he was like smoking and drinking outside and he watched as like the priests like carry a fucking bag with a body in it and it like, you know, head slapped out and he saw that it was Claudio and he like started freaking out and he ran to it, like come and find you guys. You know, as soon as Jaren told him that Claudio was already here, he knew that some shit was up. And he tells you where he saw Claudio get took if you guys want to go try and arrest him. Yeah. Hell yeah. Go get him. So, why don't you guys make some perception checks to, like, go and find the temple and the basement and, like, break into it? And that one. Okay. 17. Okay, so you both are on your top game. Aelin especially because you're, you got this fire in your stomach because they're, you know, messing with your man at this point. And, <laughs> and you guys, you guys are pretty quickly able to make your way over to the temple and Dermon, Dermon goes with you and he shows you the exact spot like this, you know, this pair of doors that lead into a fucking basement and you guys head down there and there's a number of priests who are all standing around Claudio. There's four of them, right, one on each side of the altar that Claudio is now laying on. And this is just like a plain brick basement. And there's like nothing in it except for the candles that are on the ground. The transmutation circle underneath the altar. The altar itself and Claudio on the altar. Behind the altar, the biggest of the priests with the most fancy mask. You recognize as the high priest as he takes off his mask to reveal the face of an undead. He hisses. I'll hiss right back at him. Roll for initiative. <laughs> Fuck you. Eight. Twenty-one. I got a seven. So why don't you guys go first? Nice. Well, I'm really mad. Are undead susceptible to fire in this Yeah, that game? was my question. Mm-hmm. Yes? Okay. okay. So, what happens... So I have a fourth oh. level spell slot. Can I cast Fireball as a fourth level spell? You or Yes, I'm... but it's still a third level spell. You use your fourth level slot, but it goes down to a third level spell. Is there anything that benefits from being cast as a higher level spell? Yes, there's certain ways to... There's certain, like, uh, metamagics and things, which, right. especially if we're rule monkeying around, I could make it better and stuff, but I typically you're not supposed to even be able to use that spell slot until you get to fourth level. Okay. But I let people go use them as lower level spell slots because I think that it's more convenient. Okay. So, well, I guess I'll just cast Fireball then. I mean, I still have third level spells. Okay. It's just... Uh, I'm going to cast Fireball. Are they all standing, like, near each other? Oh, yeah, they're all surrounding the altar that Claudia's on. So I'm going to cast it so it hits, doesn't hit Claudio and hits the big one, for sure. Okay. I don't know if you're going to be able to do that. Okay. High or low, good for you. Hi. Okay, cast your spell. Okay. Wait, is it going to burn Claudio? Oh, yeah. Cast it. You did it. Twenty-four. Okay, Claudio, make sure to break down that you took twenty-four points of damage. Okay. 
and three of the priests are incinerated, just gone. But the high priest's facade is once again melted away to reveal the crusty, feeble, old white man beneath. Feel my wrath. Oh. What are we fighting the Cobra Brothers? <laughs> yeah, you know, Darth Vader, whatever. Mitch McConnell, you know, yeah. whatever. <laughs> Wait, so what the fuck is he then? He looks, like, he looks like Mitch McConnell. <laughs> 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 fucking nasty, jolly face and everything. Yeah. Fucking awful. Because it's like, its skin's just like melted off. He didn't use holy magic, so it didn't like completely fucking ruin his shit. Oh, uh, okay. Alright, he, he just looks like an obviously undead monster. Mitch McConnell. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds right. Oh, uh, anyway, sorry. That's too much politics for this game. Um... <laughs> it's way too much politics for this game. People probably won't get the reference. It won't yeah, be funny. Yeah, it's fine. D and D time, not political time. Political Gabe. Yeah. Check out my other podcast, politicalgabe.com. Just like and subscribe on iTunes. Yo, let's just let's just become pundits. Yeah. Let's just yeah, have another once a week. We get together and rant about politics for like an hour and scream and yeah. I've been yell. fucking that up. That That's would awesome. actually do more damage. <laughs> I just realized. If I cast Scorching Ray, I have two rays, Why have I been casting Fireballs? 80% of the information. Because Fireball's an AoE spell. It hits more than one person. Oh, okay. Right. AoE's really nice when you have a crowd. Okay, so, Aelin, you Fireball this facade off of this dude's face, and the other priests are gone. Claudio takes a bunch of damage, but because he's such a badass, it's okay. Crunk. Alright, I'm gonna, uh... We have no element of surprise, I assume. Um, I'm gonna go higher a little bit for you. Hi. I mean, I can take all the attention. I'll the give it to you. Slamming in. All right. Well, then I'm gonna fire. Shoot this dude in the face with double crossbows. Double crossbows. Okay. One of which is flame. Where did all my all right. go? So the gold ones do be the fire one. So I got a. Cause I'm mad. Nineteen and. That's gonna hit. Uh, twenty-four. That's also gonna hit. All right. So. Oh God damn it. <laughs> How much you do? Twelve damage. Okay, Rob, you shoot bo- as Aelin comes in and just like fireball, and the two are incinerated. You level your two crossbows and it shoots through this fireball and just hits the priest directly in the head with both shots, and he goes down. All right. You guys approach Claudio, and he's in some sort of trance. You're not exactly sure. There's a ritual spell going on underneath him. Can I roll to slap him? Yeah, you can wake him up. You gonna try to wake him up? I rolled a 19 for slapping. Okay. You wake him up. <laughs> so while this um, while this rescue operation is happening, Eric, yes, you are having a bit of a time. You wake up incredibly groggy at first, right? In the temple? No, 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 no. Okay. You wake up incredibly groggy. And you, you, like, have, like, a memory of the temple and, like, what happened to you. And then it all kind of blurs. And you realize that that was all a dream. And you're actually a small farm boy. Your father's yelling at you. It's nothing serious. It's just you let the chickens and cows out. And, you know, you got them back in. You raise animals. You have a small farm. It's nice. It's good work. Nothing serious. You get a little bit older. You meet a girl. You guys fall in love. You love her. You take over the farm after your father moves away, and you marry the love of your life. You have a lo- lovely little farm, and you're fan- with a nice little family. Two kids, and they love you too. 
You sleep very, very well at night, knowing that your life is full of love. And you wake up to torches, and you see bandits. They burn your farm, and they kill your family, and they take everything that you have, and you kill them. You kill them all. You slaughter them all. Make a will save. 16. You fail. You're a groggy. You don't know what's going on. You wake up again, and you are a leader of a, of a group of men. You're a fearless leader. Your boys look up to you. You got you lead them with honor, and you guys fight against the barbarians and the bandits. Pockets are full of coins, and your bellies are full of good food. Everything's working out. Your team works together seamlessly, but things start to slow down. You can't find work, and there's not enough coins to go around. There's not enough money to buy food, and everybody's hungry. Everyone is yelling at you. Everything going wrong. Everything you built is falling apart. Make a will save. Fail. You're a younger man now, even younger than before. You're from an even smaller, more remote town. Destitute. You're very smart, though. The smartest person in town. Maybe the smartest person that's ever been in this area. Your town raises all of its money, gets it together, and it sends you to wizard school. You don't even have to live underneath a broom cupboard. You, you arrive, and all of your dreams start to come true. You're talented, a crafter of magics and your success and power leads you to be the envy of your classmates. And they don't like you. And it's lonely in school. And your peers hate you. And you sour because of it. And you think that they're holding you back. You don't want to disappoint your town, so you need to give them something, anything. So you find a ritual that will make people live forever. You have your classmates help you. You turn them into undead and then you turn your gaze onto your village. Roll will save. I'm gonna use my inspiration roll. You roll a natural one. Yeah. Oh, other inspiration roll. And then you roll a two. All right, 19. Okay. So, plus, uh, all right, 29. You make this one. You wake up groggily. You see a group of priests of Paylor. They're all dying around you, burning to death, as the high priest is filled with arrows you wake up and see the enemies in front of you and kill them. Roll initiative. Nice. This is going to be 15. you two yeah. right now, but I'm choosing what Eric does. 14. I got one. Do you win, Eric? 15. Okay. Uh, you're going to attack the closest thing to you. Make an attack. Uh, you have smite, right? You can use your smite powers, right? Smite evil. Okay, and you also have a special mace thing that adds plus one when you do a cult shot, and you have a ring of plus one attack. You're going to use all of those things. Go for it. Ooh, 17. I think that's going to hit Krunk's armor. I hit 30. Yep. Yep. Oh, man. Um, oof. oof. So, 19. All right. Don't forget you have that damage from the fireball that Aelin hit with you you with earlier. 24. Okay. Yeah. Claudio's eyes are completely glazed over. It's almost like there's a screen in front of his face or his eyes. He can't recognize you. He doesn't hear you. He doesn't know who you are. Aelin, uh, and then Krunk, I think, right? He just swung at Krunk. And not only that, but he used all of the divine power in his possession to do so. <laughs> what? So enervate, or what's the other level one spell? Ray of Enfeeblement? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It makes it so that his strength goes down. Just You have to roll a Ray spell. I know what okay. it does. Roll, roll it. Okay. 
I know how it works. What do I roll? Uh, roll 20 because it's a ray. You need a d20 to make an attack roll. You're going to hit him. So now you roll a d6 plus, I think it's one for every other level. We'll say that. And the maximum of five. Um, yep, Eric, lose seven strength. Crunk, it's your turn. Alright, down to 14. Alright, um. Death strike might be good now. Paralyze him. You gotta, three rounds, you gotta wait three rounds, though. Is it gonna take that long? I don't know. Just Does Claudio have an ability to heal himself? But he can't gain back uh, the strength I took. Nope. But it only works once. Oh, that ray? Yeah, you, uh, can't, you can't double up on the ray. Try, I, uh, trust me, I read this rules very specifically because one time I had my team fight a T Rex. And they rolled Enervate Ray or Raven Feeblements on it four times, and it went from having 35 strength to having 5 strength and it just died. And then later I found out that, that rule was wrong. So. <laughs> For obvious reasons. For obvious reasons, yes. Yeah. What do you want to do, Crunk? Alright. Um, Besides, beat up your friend. Alright, what's, what's the surroundings look like? Uh, you are in a plain brick basement with an altar in it. Oh, I'm gonna move way back too. Okay. Like, yeah, you take, you take. I it. don't want to be anywhere near. There's, are there any <laughs> nooks and crannies for you to like hide in? Yeah. No, he's staring directly at you. There's no sneaking around this one. Gonna get you. All right, I'm gonna uh, run over there and try to tackle him, grapple with him. Okay, make a grapple check. Here, post he's, grapple. He's gotta hit first. Right. Okay, so roll the hit. Yeah, you have to make a hit check. 20, 28. Okay, yeah, he's going to get you. He rolled like a 16 plus his bonus, so he's going to get you. Alright, grapple check. Grapple. It's a strength strength roll off. Alright, um... You're only getting the plus 2 right now, Eric, though. Because your strength's so low. Alright, so plus 2 plus the base attack bonus is... But your base attack bonus should be the... Oh, your base attack bonus is about the same, because you're a rogue. Yep. Ooh, I'm at 82, so I got a 20. Okay, you begin this grappling process as, as... Claudio is just foaming at the mouth, going crazy. You, like, bear hug him, and I'm just trying to, like, hold his arms down. Aileen, it's your turn. Oh, I guess Claudio would be your turn, wouldn't it? Sorry. Uh, yeah. You're going to try to break the grapple, right? Yeah. All right, I got a... Uh, got three, Jesus. Uh, you're going to use your natural, re- your once-a-day re-roll for this. Okay. Nice. God damn it. <laughs> Seven. Rob, you need to make an opposed so, grapple check. Total, right. total of 15. Alright, that's 15 also. 15. Grapple stays, doesn't it? Because you have to beat his grapple. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Okay. Aelin and then Krunk. You can assist his grapple. You can just, like, go over and, like, sit on his chest. Some shit. Like, no, uh, um, um, blinding spray. Colors? No, color, color spray. Color spray's not gonna work at too high level now. He's too powerful and he's got too many bonuses on his will saves. Would hypnotic pattern help us right now? Because I was looking at that. I think first, first level will save spells aren't going to do shit. Yeah, I don't think yeah, that's again. Not first level. Uh, but but the other thing is that Claudio has a ton of bonuses and he's an amazingly good paladin and I've souped him up. He's really tough. He's probably going to make every save that you throw at him. That's fair. Yeah, I got plus ten on my will yep. save. They chose him for one reason and one reason only. Because he can be a fucking complete badass. Yeah. On his own. Well, that, and he really pissed him off by fucking my campaign. I mean, I mean, uh, their, their whole plotline. Uh, I mean, the plotline. I mean, uh, they're mad. Somebody got mad. Sorry. Yeah, I guess I'll go help with grappling. Okay. Even though... Make an assist grapple check. What, is, what do I Roll d20 and add your strength and attack bonus. <laughs> That's going to make it. You need a 15 or better. So, Rob, you're going to get a plus two. Or, no, you're going to have advantage on this next grapple check. 
to pin Eric so that he cannot Can move. I, like, slap him? Right. Like, wake up! Yeah, this is wake up! essentially what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Grab, final gravel check if you make this. Oh, that's a... Uh, oh, that's a all right, one minute. Oh, I, I got a natural 20. Nice. Eric got a 16, and I was so nervous that you were going to fail, Robin. <laughs> so you, like, pick him up over your head and, like, crack his back over your knee, and you see the fucking magic aura disappear as Aelin's just, like, slapping his ass. <laughs> Wake up! And, and the fucking conjuring smoke fucking comes out of his mouth yeah. as his possession ends. Unfortunately for you, Eric, it doesn't it doesn't end as well for you. You're still alive, but your spine is broken. No. <laughs> you're paraplegic now. You're not you're not you're not <laughs> paralyzed or anything like that. But you you didn't make enough of your will saves. But you made a will save. Yes. Right. So right now I'm gonna give you the option. Do you want to remain a paladin? Or do you want to be a black guard? And Paladin. Okay. Because I was going to let you change all of your levels directly into black guard. Yo. Yo, let's do it. Let's do it. Anti-party. With a real anti-party. No. Nope. Nope. We're red. Shut up, Crunk. Yeah. Don't influence his decision. <laughs> your choice. Claudia's okay. a good guy. Okay. Okay. But you didn't make enough will saves, and you're going to lose all of your paladin powers. So, as of right now, you guys, like, drag him back home and, like, put him up in a bed, and after a, uh, after a day or so, Eric, you wake up, and you feel very different. There used to be a light to the world and a noise that was, like, the humming of the universe, you know, and it's like everything had this kind of energy behind it, and there was this kind of energy to you, and now everything's silent. The world seems dimmer, and the light that used to fuel your steps is gone. Every movement that you make is harder and harsh. Your limbs are heavy, and they don't seem to swing your mace with the same swiftness that they once did. You reach out to feel the divine power which you once knew so well, and all you find is a silence in response. And in the silence, you can feel where the power was as it echoes an emptiness that now surrounds you. Baylor has forsaken me. You can, you can try to, like, meditate on this emptiness until the tournament if you want, but it's not, not going to be the same thing. Um... So you guys also probably looted everything off of the bodies of the priests, and especially the probably the high priest. Oh hell yeah! Is this going in party loot? Yeah. So between the between those guys, there's roughly thousand gold pieces in assorted jewelry and gems, and there's a small notebook that was owned by the high priest, which is mostly burnt to shit um, from your fireball spell. You're welcome. But there's a piece of it that's that you guys like read through and you guys are able and like you guys are able to like go through this whole thing Should and you can mend it it's not that's not gonna put the ashes back together maybe <laughs> it would it's magic who knows maybe you're right you find a ledger written in undercommon it details the mind of the this undead high priest 
and his recent business transactions in rare and dangerous items that he was given and then sold in exchange for doing certain dirty work, including kidnapping and delivering the Baron to the arena. If you look for who the transactions were between, it is a, quite apparent that Fuzzy Dunlop is an intermediary who doesn't know what's going on, who knows who paid for the Baron's kidnapping. Does that make sense? Oh, Fuzzy. 